Check, check. All right. And you said uh, you've done your homework. You listened to a couple episodes, right? I sure have. So you know the drill. I always start it with the question, why should we give a shit? Oh, man. Should give a shit because after about a two and a half year hiatus of doing anything with music at all whatsoever, I finally decided to like, hey, it's really the only thing that gave me much pleasure in anything. So I'm back at it. You just filmed a music video for me today. Been doing all day. Uh, Already in the process of three songs. I already have pretty halfway done. So like I'm pretty much halfway there to my first full length album. I've only, I got one EP released at this point five or three, four years ago called Harmony. And then I took that hiatus, but I'm back now. So that's reason to give a shit. Absolutely. And uh, you're bringing emo back, right? It never left. It never left. But I'm going to bring it back as much as possible. Absolutely. It's good aesthetic. What uh, do you have? Uh, so who are your influences or like? Um, probably the oldest influence that I ever like the probably very first one besides the uh, emo metal that I used to be into. Uh, bon Iver was one. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers was another, and then around the e- scene emo days, uh, Never Shout Never, mm-hmm. very big one. Um, Front Porch Step which is one that not many people are too much aware of. Yeah, you mentioned them the other day. Yeah, yeah, I just came out with a new song. And actually what got me into wanting to come back and start doing stuff again was he just released a song after years of a hiatus. And just listening to the song, it just just kind of struck a chord in me. And I was just like, you know what? I really want to start doing this again. So that him putting out a song is pretty much what made me want to start doing it again. And then uh Say We Can Fly, uh Braden Barry. He's from Canada. He's he's decently known, but not everybody knows about him. But yeah. those are probably my biggest influences. Awesome. All the way out here now. And you went to Northern Lebanon High School? I sure did. Yeah. That was a that beautiful place in Fredericksburg, Pennsylvania, yeah. surrounded by farmland. So you're probably like the only emo person. I in. was one of like three. Oh, nice. And I dated the one other one. That's how like small of a clique it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. Sounds about right, actually. Pretty yeah. Those were fun uh, days. Yeah. Um so, um, how uh, how long have you been doing the whole music thing? Um, music in a whole, probably since I was about eleven years old, is when I started. Um, I joined my first band, drumming, and they were called Oh the Blood, <laughs> and that was a that was a ride. I mean, that it's pretty. It got me into the scene in general. And then just over the course of years and years and years, I did a lot of work with the um, the Punk Goes Pop or Pop Goes Punk albums. Mm-hmm. I helped a little bit with those, like drumming-wise. I helped a few of the bands and just did stuff like that. Um, going from the emo, metalcore to some uh, pretty heavier stuff. I was in a band a few years back called Sincerely Yours. We were, it was metalcore, but it was on the heavier side. But then I only, I've always been into listening to like the acoustic stuff, like especially with Never Shout Never. Mm -hmm. 
but I never like did anything because it was just kind of like, oh, solo, like, you know, it doesn't work for a lot of people. But uh, in towards the end of the rain in Sincerely Yours, being the heavy vocalist, I started Under the Moon around, I think I started on Christmas, December 25th, I think 2015. And, uh, it didn't fly over too well with my other bandmates that I started on new project. So that's what eventually led me to going strictly like acoustic solo stuff. And it pretty much just, you know, it's been started around 11. I'm 24 now. So it's going strong. Wow. Yeah. It's like half your life. Sure. Awesome. Like, and I then guess. back in elementary school, I did like drums and like band and sure. stuff like that. So like music's just been a part of my life forever. Yeah. You've done like touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, touring drummer, uh, touring vocalist, and I did one tour as a fill-in um, on bass. So the only thing I haven't toured on is lead or backup guitar. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess, you know, once you start touring, you can be your own lead backup guitarist. <laughs> it, it definitely helps you out in, like, getting to know people because, like, you do – a fill-in tour for one band and then like other bands on that tour are like, oh, hey, we need a fill-in. Can you do this? And like, it's just good um, getting yourself into the scene. It helps you meet people and open opportunities for yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's all, you know. It Yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah. It really doesn't take a whole lot of talent. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's for the higher-ups. Yeah. That's for Warner Bros. True, yeah. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite uh, scene kid trends that you either want to see more of? Oh, man. Uh, definitely the hair. We need to bring that back. Like, we got the, um as the years went on, you know, it went from the scene emo kids or they either went straight I mean, quote unquote, if we're using click terms, preppy, mm-hmm. or they grew up to be like the sophisticated goths. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to bring back the, or I want to see brought back, like, you know, start poofing up your hair, spike your hair again, grow it longer. Like it was a good look. Like, yeah, it's like old news, but it's a good look regardless. And, um, band tees with crazy illustrations on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Those are slowly coming back. They are. I have seen a few, but that, I need that to come back. Like, just, you know, you just had your band name, but then, you know, for shits and giggles, you threw in like Cthulhu on there or like just those just types of shirts. I just, I want those to come back. Like, they're so boring now. Yeah. Like, they're straight to, they're just your, your name and maybe like a, Two triangles like interlocking each other, right. kind of like stereotypical metalcore logo, mm-hmm. but nothing fun anymore. Yeah. I want to see like your band font in like Rugrats font yeah. with like zombie babies on it or something, <laughs> something fun. Yeah. And probably uh, what were they called? Candy. Oh, the bracelets. Yeah. yeah, those were my. Those were like one of my favorite things. Bring start bringing candy back. Start bringing candy back. <laughs> Do you think MySpace has a shot the way oh. that the MySpace scene was back in the day? Or have you found anything comparable? I feel like... Do you think social media today... I know I'm throwing like questions at you, but do you think social media today has the same impact for music that... It does not. Yeah. It is... MySpace was revolutionary for getting music out there. 
Um, like, you know, we have like Spotify, Apple Music, I mean, YouTube, and that's really always been a thing. But I don't know. I just feel like they're not doing what they used to, mm-hmm. like what MySpace did and like um, promotions on social media nowadays is just, it's really lacking. Like Instagram, Facebook, it's really not, you can't depend on it at all whatsoever and you're never going to be guaranteed anything. You can pay for promotions, still not going to guarantee anything. I just think the way MySpace did it, it just, it made it very, it was a select few that really, it wasn't hard either. You could be semi-decent, but MySpace just did a really good job of getting it around. I mean, back then even, I feel like just making music nowadays is a lot harder. Like when it comes to like smaller bands and like local musicians. Back in those days, it was like you played a few shows and your word just like spread like wildfire. It's just, I wouldn't say because it's oversaturated now, it is, but I just think just promotion wise nowadays, it's just 10 times harder to even get your name out there at all. Like you're stuck to like people are playing local coffee shops pretty much for the rest of their life now because it's impossible to get on the road and get people to notice you. And it's just really hard now. Mm -hmm. Do you think, uh, Warp Tour will ever come back or you think that's kind of screwed? I hope it does. There was word. Who was it? I think it was Chris Franz from Attila was trying to bring it back. Wow. I mean, he's rich. So like he could probably easily do it. The downfall of Warp Tour was really just not keeping up with the times. I think Mm. like if they would have done, like I felt they really lacked on social platforms. Mm -hmm. They really lacked. And then just the music of it. I know like Warped Horror in itself was like the emo scene thing. Like it was the it thing. Like you had these all these metal bands and like all of this, but that's pretty much what caused its downfall mm-hmm. is it was only that. If they would have started bringing like the stereotypical like popular SoundCloud rappers like Lil Pump or mm-hmm. who else? Like I don't really know the names of all of them, but anything with Lil, right. really. Yeah. If they would have tried to maybe bring some of them on, uh, they would have drew that crowd. Yeah. They would have drew the SoundCloud kid crowd. They just, they were pushing to an audience that was growing up yeah. and not in that anymore. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to evolve what they were showing. So like, like back in the day, they had like Katy Perry, right. the Black Eyed Peas right. played, like they had all these names that like back then they weren't big Mm -hmm. but then they got big and then Warped Tour just became a a joke to them. Mm -hmm. I feel like if Warped Tour would have tried to bring on more popular names in other industries, I think it would have opened new horizons for them. Definitely. I didn't even think of it that way. Um, I played at a Warp Tour. I played at 2015 Warp Tour at the uh, Acoustic Basement. Oh, yeah? At the Full Sail University Acoustic Basement. Wow. I played a set there. And then that was that was the only thing I ever did. My Like, you know, every scene or emo kid's dream was to play on Warp Tour. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to do the tour. I got to play one show, but I mean, hey, it fulfilled a little bit of it. No, that's sick. 
That's awesome. I would, you know, put that in every like booking email or press release I uh, do. Like I, I do sometimes. I'll put in like played 2015 Warp Tour acoustic basement. I don't tell them it was only one show. I just say played Warp Tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, you don't need details. Exactly. What do you? Why do you think it? Or what do you think about like the evolution of like the scene? I guess overall, like you know, that whole Warp Tour scene into it seemed like it went to EDM. It it went to EDM like electronic dubstep and the SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, that's where all the former emo scene kids are right now. They're listening to these rappers. Um, especially like Post Malone. Mm. I could probably put money on that. Almost every person, like around twenties ish age, that listens to Post Malone. If I went back through their yearbooks and looked at them in high school, they were probably emo or scene. Huh. It's just that's where I think that's where it went. I mean, like I said before, a lot of them grew up and just completely forgot about their past. Like, yeah, and now they're like business professional. Right, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of them went into the EDM, dubstep, and like yeah. SoundCloud rapper industry. Probably just because it still appeals to the different type of crowd, like these SoundCloud rappers. Instead of back in the metalcore days, you had, you know, the long black hair and like owl tattoo on your chest mm. and like sleeves. And like it went from that to that was being different back then. Mm-hmm. Now it's so common. Now face tattoos. And stuff on that end is like the it thing. So I feel like they're still in themselves different than everybody else still. Like they don't, they're not in the like Justin Bieber, like craze, like the pop singers. I I like how I use Justin Bieber, even though he like was not a thing for years and years. He was just (laughs) the first one I could think of. But um, I think they still, if it came back, like if seen emo, those types of bands, that type of music, if it came back, I feel like they would all come back with it. Mm. I don't feel like they would just like push it off anymore. Like I feel like if bands nowadays tried to do it, I feel like it would be such a nostalgic thing that it would bring all of those people back. I want to see more of that music. Mm. I really like, like the attack attack and abandon all ships and even old asking Alexandria putting like the synth and Mm. techno Mm -hmm. into metal. I think that needs to come back. I really want that to come back. Mm -hmm. Do you like any music that's coming out now? In any particular scene or? I love Post Malone. Yeah. Post Malone is a homie. Um, Ghosty Mane yeah. in rap and like that like dark emo. I want to call it emo rap, honestly. Like yeah. it's pretty much what it is. I really enjoy that. Um when it comes to like the metal core and like metal industry or just like the harder core industry, there's nothing new mm-hmm. that's really catching any eyes. I I really feel like I'm seeing tour posters every couple months with the same exact bands on Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm. Every tour. I'm like, I'm not seeing new names. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that's, I don't know if what's wrong with, if there are no upcoming bands in that industry, if they're all trying to evolve or if they're just trying to beat the dead horse. Like there's only so many shows that I'm going to go to with, um, 
Let's see, like the word alive. Yeah. I see them on every tour poster. Right. Um, who else? Oh, in this moment, they're on every mm. tour. Po- they're doing mm. a tour like every single two months. They'll like end a tour and then start a new tour mm. right away. Memphis Mayfire. Memphis, like oh, I, Memphis Mayfire. I hear that name a lot. Um, Used to see issues a lot, but not recently. Yeah. They put out an album that was really well received, but... Yeah, um, just, yeah, but just these names that are just on every single show. I'm like, right. I'm not going to pay. Some of these shows are like a lot of money. Really? Like some of these shows, they're like thirty bucks a ticket. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to pay thirty dollars to see one band mm-hmm. because I just saw the three other bands on the bill a month ago. Yeah. I'm not going to pay $30 to see them again. Like, I get it. If I really, really love a band, I want to see them more and more. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to the show in PA this month and then next tour two months from now, they're doing another one. Yeah, I'll go. But it gets to the point where, all right, I've seen these guys 12 times. (laughs) I know they're set already. Like, they're doing the same set as last tour. It's Mm -hmm. the same set, same everything. No new songs, no nothing come on like i can go to my i can go to the local venue and see the same local band do the same thing for five dollars absolutely and i mean that would i mean that would benefit the local scene that's what people need to do more of rather than seeing the same big band 12 times go see a local show i'm sure you'll see 10 bands that you've never even heard of every single time you go it's always the new band that's what i liked about the local shows was any show I ever played, like at the Champ in Lemoyne or just anywhere local, I never really played with the same band mm-hmm. more than three times. It was always different bands, and I really feel like that's what's lacking in the bigger industry. Is it's just the same people every show. Mm-hmm. It's gonna people are gonna get if they're not already getting bored, they're going to get bored. I mean, if you look at attendance rates lately. They're not. Hmm. They're not pushing what they were in 2013. Mm-hmm. What do you think has happened to? Uh, I mean, you know, going from this local legendary 717 hardcore scene to like what it is today. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, the first downfall of it, and it's not one that a lot of people would think would be a downfall, but the biggest downfall of the scene is bands being crappy to other bands. Hmm. That is one of the biggest killers in a music scene. Like stop treating it like a competition. I know it's easy to see it like it is. Cause it's like, Oh, well we want to get signed or we want to get more fans before they do. And all this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you, it, you can't look at it that way. It's not a competition. You both can like, look, like I said, the industry is flooded with the same names on every tour. Mm-hmm. Five local bands, can afford to all make it at the same time. Like we need to help each other. Like one band should be promoting another band. Mm -hmm. Like I really feel like that would help the scene so much Mm. because say you have a pretty decent sized local band, like, like the road to milestone is pretty well known in Lancaster or even when August Burns Red was still like quote unquote local in Lancaster when they were like the biggest local band you could see. Mm -hmm. If they, would promote, say, a smaller band, 
not only does that smaller band get promotion from like their fans, like August Burns Red's fans seeing them and then they might like them and then go to that show. Not only does that happen, but you just create a better vibe in the scene. Right. Like I don't want to go to a show, like a local show, and just feel like I'm in a room of people like pulling their zippers down and like flinging around like, hey, <laughs> mine's bigger. Like that's not what I want like bands to like work together. Yeah. And make the scene better because at the rate that's going, like no one's going to local shows anymore. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Pay to play ruined it a mm, lot mm-hmm. too. Um, being forced to sell this amount of tickets just kind of it ruins it in ways that people don't like. The pr- promoters might not have even thought of. If a band is forced to sell, say, twenty five tickets, that band is now going to annoy everybody mm. in the scene, and it's going to drive people away. People are going to go to a show. Because they want to go to a show and they want to see a band, not because this band needs to sell 25 tickets. Come mm-hmm. to our show, buy our tickets. Like, come on. It it ruins it. Like, if I get a message on Facebook, like, yo, I got to sell 25 tickets. Come to this show. I'm going to mm-hmm. be like, but I don't like your music. If I want to <laughs> go to a show, I'll go to your show because I want to hear music, not because you need to sell a ticket. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of drove people away. And then uh, I also just... I don't want to, because I don't want to talk, I don't talk rude on other musicians. That's one that I've never done and I will never do is I will never trash another musician or band. But local bands, like, come on, y'all sound the same. Mm. I think that's what kind of did it for the local scene was there used to be so much variety Mm. Mm -hmm. and it's just gone. And really just everyone's kind of bored with it. Mm -hmm. Something exciting needs to happen or... We just uh, we just need to start supporting it. Go to go to a local show. Go to your local coffee house if someone's playing. Like, it's not gonna. Not, no one's gonna make it anywhere. No one's gonna get popular just by people ignoring them, right? Or just blowing them off. Like, hey, come to my show. Oh yeah, I'll see you there. And then like the day before the show, oh man, can't make it. When in reality, they never planned on going. Right. Like that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> Even sharing stuff around um, is a big one, especially like for me, something I've always tried to like, if I make a post, I'm like, you don't even have to like it. Like, can you share it at mm-hmm. least? Like, give it to other people. Maybe one of your friends will like it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to love my music to help me put it out there. Just be a kind human being right? <laughs> and help promote something. Like, you don't have to make a long post like, oh... I love this song or I love this musician so much. Listen to their stuff. Just share it. It won't do you any harm, but it could help the musician out tons. Mm -hmm. But I feel bad for the music scene and what it's become because 717, especially my biggest issue with it is 717 is strictly metal. Mm -hmm. If you are not metal in 717... You're pretty much done. Yeah. You have to go out of state or hours away or anywhere just to probably maybe find somewhere that will host like pop or acoustic. Like a a band I recently went on tour with, I was the photographer uh, helping out a guy called Sorry. Um, The one band on tour, Pros and Icons, they were 
immaculate. Like mm. they're kind of like a, they're not a pop punk or anything. He's just like a pop singer with a band behind him. Mm-hmm. But they would not survive in like the 717. Mm-hmm. They would never have gone anywhere. They're from New York, which luckily for them, like New York is a very heavy area of pop and like hip hop rather than metal. But yeah, if they were in 717 scene, they would not have gotten anywhere. People would have been like, uh, pop, ew. Right. So I just feel like a lot of, like the fans or the people in 717 not accepting outside genres was also kind of something that did the downfall. Why do you think metal is so popular here? You know what? I... <sighs> If I knew that answer, <laughs> I probably would have done everything I could to prevent that. Yeah. I really, I feel like just because we're in an area, like, I mean, you had August Burns Red come from Lancaster. You had like the Road and Milestone. There was another one that was pretty popular that they're pretty big now. And I, for the life of me, can't remember their name, but I don't, I just feel like it became kids seeing, oh, Texas in July was another yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Um, I just feel like these kids saw these metal bands and like, you know, kids dream, I want to be in a band. I want to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. I think Lancaster had, and just the general area, had a lot of good metal bands. Mm-hmm. So all the kids in the area were like, oh, well, they do it. Like, I like this. I want to do this now. And I just, it became, everyone was trying to do that. Mm -hmm. So it eventually came to fact that, well, this is all we have now. And you think if that's all you have, you'd be open to other genres. Mm -hmm. But all the kids only wanted metal. Mm -hmm. So like I played two shows at the Champ acoustically. And I will tell you what, it was the most to the most awkward two shows I have ever played in my life. I was literally on the bill, both shows with metal bands an acoustic artist on the bill with metal bands. These kids could not have cared less. Half of them either were talking or walked outside or, and it's not even because they don't like the music. It's just because they just only care about metal. And then even then they didn't care. Like you'd have people at these metal shows who wanted to see metal still just standing there with blank looks on their faces, not Mm -hmm. caring. So it's like they went to a show just to see their friend's band and didn't care about everybody else. Yeah. Like, yeah, go support your friends, but support everyone else while you're there. It's not going to, it's not going to make the show less fun for you, but it'll make the show completely better for the bands. Cause trust me, bands rely on the fans to look like they like it. Mm-hmm. If you look down and these kids are just staring at you with arms folded, <laughs> you're going to lose all the stage presence and momentum <laughs> you have. Yeah. But you know, those are sometimes the artists that like rise up amongst that. And yeah. you really learn how to, you know, do your show different in that type of environment. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe it's good to have those yeah. awkward, I mean, it definitely, it definitely helps you at least build some confidence because you're like, you got, you know, like these kids 
are like semi listening, but don't really care. You kind of get like inside yourself. You're kind of like, all right, I got to do something. Like Mm -hmm. I got to step something up. It kind of, I mean, it helps. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It helps make your life performances better, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like, cause you know that these kids don't want to just watch you stand there with a guitar. So put some backtrack in and like, like, I mean, even backtrack some of the guitar and Mm. even like help yourself. Like sometimes push the guitar to your back Mm. and like grab the mic and like put more into it that maybe they'll care about it. But yeah, I just play trying to be acoustic and the 717 area at least is just hard, mm-hmm. very hard. If you go to like Tennessee or something like that, hey, you're good. You're golden. Yeah. Like they love it down there. Mm-hmm. It's that Southern stuff. They love acoustic guitars. They love all of that. But I think PA itself is just hard because mm-hmm. there's not – PA is known for metal. Like I don't know if I can think of an acoustic artist that has ever come out of PA. Mm. It's always like the towns you'd expect acoustic music to be, like Joplin, Missouri. Right. That's where Never Shout Never came from. Like just places like, and I mean, Canada, Canada's full of acoustic artists because Canada likes acoustic. Canada likes that kind of music. That's funny. Like you, people die for these pop singers and like their ballads. Mm -hmm. Like they die for that. They live for that kind of stuff. They love it. So why don't you like the acoustic artists? Hmm. It's like even kids in metal, they love when these metal bands do acoustic. Mm-hmm. Like they will eat it up if Attack Attack would have done Stick Stickly acoustic. They would have loved it. <laughs> but then the acoustic artist, they don't care about. Yeah. It's like you don't hate acoustic. What is it you don't like? Sure. That's that's a question that I've been trying to get to the bottom of my mm. entire life. That's a really good question. Why do you like Metal, hard rock songs going acoustic, but you don't like acoustic ar- artists. Like they don't all suck. Trust me. It's you can't just say, well, they all suck. No, they don't. <laughs> what is it about acoustic artists that turn you off that doesn't work for them, but works for the metal bands going acoustic? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of all that, what all uh, goals and stuff do you have for your own project now? Um, probably the same goals that I've had ever since I was younger. One of the things for me was never to, I never wanted to blow up. Mm -hmm. Like my goal was never to become world famous and rich and have 12,000 cars. And like, Mm -hmm. I, if my end goal, if the farthest I could ever make was making music that I enjoy and, you know, just touring independently just doing my own thing and people enjoying it that's really the main goal for me is just to do something that i will enjoy and that others will enjoy the main thing that i always wanted to do with music was do my best to um help other people in a way of me putting things that i go through into a song for other people to listen to. And the main goal I want is when someone listens to it, I want them to be able to take the song and take lyrics from the song 
and related to their own life Mm -hmm. and maybe even figure out a way to get over it or help or, you know, whatever you might be going through. That's just been something that I've always wanted to do with my music was put things out there that other people can relate to and possibly help them with something. Mm. But getting big, all that, that was never my thing. Like I can small, small tours and living out of a car that, that would honestly do it for me. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have other releases and stuff planned for this year? I mean, I know that I think you were talking about. Um, so uh, I put out the song that we filmed the video for today, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that's been released already, but I mean, the music video co- going to come out. Um, you know, I'm really, really hoping to get at least a single, a new single recorded for the album that I'm trying to finish. I want to finish it quick to get something out there after such a long hiatus, but I don't want to rush it to the point where it's something I won't be happy with. Right. So I'll probably just take my time. Like I said, I have like three songs halfway through. I'll probably, I kind of do that in the start. I'll just go, 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 but then I'll slow down and then I'll just take my time and finish these songs. So I'll probably just slow down, take my time, get one song down to a point where I'm fully happy with it, Mm -hmm. get that recorded, and then either like just put it out, uh, film another video, do something like that. But um, 2020, like 2020 definitely something's going to come out. Single, maybe turn it into just an EP and then... Like, I wouldn't have a problem just releasing nothing but five-song EPs for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't need a 12, 13-song album. But honestly, I'm just going to take it at the flow it goes. So, uh, things I learned before that didn't work was trying to rush things mm-hmm. just to get content out. Like, yeah, content, you need content. But good content will go a lot farther than a bunch of half content. Right. I'd rather put one song every three months out that I enjoy then put two songs out a month that eh, I'll <laughs> kind of regret in a month from now putting out <laughs> in the first place. But 2020 will definitely have at least a single, an EP, or if I can do it quick enough and like it, a full length. Mm-hmm. But as much as possible, honestly. Since long hiatus, you kind of, I need something. Yeah. Hmm. You gonna try and play any shows too? Um, once I get a new set worked out, I'm definitely gonna try to play shows. Nice. I uh, want to like I have like two songs off the EP that I will definitely take to a set. The because um, it was only a four song EP, and the two of them I will easily transfer over. The other two, um, which is oh no. Three. It was a five-song EP. I can't remember my own EP. Um, three of the songs were very... The whole vibe of that uh, EP was like very hippie. Mm. Like a Never Shot Never vibe. So uh, two songs... Three songs. I Hope You Hear the Song and Think of Me, which was full ukulele. Um, Live My Life, which was a very like... Anti-government, like rebellion kind mm. of song. 
and then Harmony, which was the title track of the EP, which is very Never Shout Never. I feel like trying to take those over into like the new vibe wouldn't fit Mm. a whole lot. So to start playing shows, I'll definitely keep um, the two songs, the one song on there that was, you know, fits the vibe, the new song, well, new now. And uh, I'll probably get two more originals written and like perfected and then... I'll just pick, you know, maybe a cover or two to throw in there. I like cool. I like playing covers because a lot of people like diss on people who play covers because it's like, oh, you're just playing covers. Like, you're not good enough to play original, blah, blah, blah. The reasons covers work is because if you play something that everyone knows, one, it'll get their attention. Two, mm-hmm. it'll like, it'll draw them into your performance because then they'll be able to, because originals, if they don't know you, they're just standing there listening to you. Right. If you play a cover that everybody knows, they're going to start singing along with you mm-hmm. and then they're going to start having fun. So I always like to throw at least one or two covers in there. But yeah, I'll have the two songs. I'll write two more originals. Hopefully it won't take forever. And then throw some covers in there and then I'll start looking for shows. That'll be the fun part, looking for shows. What all songs do you like to cover? Uh, I cover... Uh, Say We Can Fly song called uh, The Distance That Took You Away. Mm. It's, a, it's a good filler because it's not a long song. The song mm. itself is only maybe like two minutes, if that. That's a very quick song, so it's just a nice thing to throw in like the middle of your set. And then another one I like to play is uh, Drown by uh, Front Porch Step. Okay. it's uh, I've played that one like almost every show like since I started. That was like the first cover that I put in mm-hmm. and I've just kept it because it really just, especially since like I said, Front Porch Step is an inspiration. So like just having one of the songs in the set kind of puts that out there. And the, I like to play Coffee and Cigarettes by Never Shout Never. Okay. It's a very hippie vibes, but like, so like I said, it probably wouldn't fit, but I feel like just throwing it in there for giggles. Um, I did play uh, Good Riddance by Green Day oh, okay. a few times. It's a fun song to play and people know it so they can sing along to it. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's way outside the vibe. So it will, I'd throw that in there if I felt like it that day yeah. or if I just ran out of things to put in there, then I'd throw that in there. But those are pretty much the covers that I usually th- like to put in. I haven't found any new ones yet, mm-hmm. but I stick with the the good old goodies. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's good to put your own spin, especially once like you know your vibe. Oh, yeah. You apply that to like a song that people wouldn't expect. You know, that was kind of the whole thing of the punk goes whatever. Yeah. I mean, I would love, if I can sit down and figure out how to turn coffee and cigarettes by Never Shot Never into like an emo-y, like slower song, that that will be a good day for me. Hmm. I'm actually going to go try that now after nice. this. I am going to try to turn that song emo. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Turning pop songs into like punk and metal, that that was fun. It was easy. Mm. Pop songs are very easy to turn into metal, mm. surprisingly enough. I wonder who the first band that did that was that like it clicked. Oh, man. 
gosh, all those albums and stuff were so long ago that I don't even remember anything before that. Mm -hmm. It was probably happening when I was like a little kid. You know what? Actually, I think I brought up the punk rock NBA earlier. There definitely is an episode that goes through that. Oh, yeah. And I think he, yeah, he talked about it's been happening for a while. But I forget who it started with. Are there any uh, media places that you go to right now for like uh, to get your emo fix? Like, are there like websites or like uh, anybody who's still like keeping up with the culture? Uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> not really. And it's sad, but I think the main, I think something I really want to try it's like I, I'm hoping bringing that stuff back will be a nostalgic thing. And mm -hmm. like I'm hoping like to bring more people onto it. But like right now, yeah, I'm, I'm just on my own in the emo phase, in the emo ness mm -hmm. music area because it's just really not being done, at least acoustically. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you still got like Nick, uh, Nick Deep's pop punk, but they're honestly, they have some very he heavy emo vibes to mm -hmm. them. Mm hmm. Um, real friends, they just broke up though. Mm. So that's upsetting, but like there's still musicians and bands doing it, but the old emo acoustic stuff, like, oh, I can't even like, a like old Bon Iver and mm -hmm. Death Cab for Cutie, mm -hmm. stuff like that. No one's really doing it anymore. Yeah. And I want to use that to an advantage, but then it's also like, it's been so forgotten that... I feel like anyone who tries it might just be swept under the rug. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to try to just bring every aspect, like get the emo back, um, <laughs> yacht the hair. I, I got a full neck and half a face of body paint on right now. Um, and I'm going to make sure it's definitely that have those dramatic designs again. Just, I don't know. I feel like I've, I'm hoping that, It'll bring nostalgia and people will be interested in it. Yeah. But yeah, as it comes to that stuff, yeah, you're, I'm on my own. Just kind of fend for myself. <laughs> About to uh, do something in real time that I probably shouldn't, but um, is there a specific time that you want the video done for? I want the professional that is editing my video <laughs> to take the time that it needs to get it right nice. and make it where he likes it and where it can be put out. That's a great answer. <laughs> no, I don't rush that kind of stuff at cool. all. I want it, like, I don't want it, like, some people probably, yeah, I'm going to need that in, like, three days. Can you, like, <laughs> rush and, like, two-year-old, like, scissor cut and paste this, like, together <laughs> and, like, give it to me with glue? Like, that's just not going to be a good video. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, it's whenever it happens. Nice. <laughs> Don't put you on the spot when <laughs> you know, gotta make the podcast exciting. Yeah, right. Gotta put that so people listening are like, ah, oh, what's he gonna say? Yeah. Um so what are some of your favorite venues that you've been to, either locally or just all over? <sighs> I miss the champ. Yeah. <laughs> um another uh, probably like favorite. It's all the way in Georgia, but in Atlanta at the Masquerade, that's a really mm. nice one. 
Um, locally, I like, uh, I always mix up the name. It's uh, Stage West in Scranton. Oh, okay. I don't know that's, that one. That's a good one. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I played there once with uh, He Is We, but... Like playing wise, I don't have much experience, but just going there wise, I really love the Fillmore hmm. in Philly. That's a good one. I mean, it depends which you got the big Fillmore and then you got the little room. And I can't remember what the little room is called, <laughs> but it's just a good vibe. Um, surprisingly enough, one that I'm not a huge fan of is the Chameleon Club. Hmm. I don't know why. Just I get a weird vibe there. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I played there once during a launch fest with uh, Ice Nine Kills, and then, but we we played, of course, down in the uh, what's it called, Lizard Lounge. Oh, okay, down in that bar yeah. area. I think the reason I don't like the Chameleon Club is not even because of the club itself, but because of the people that go there. Gotcha. I'm used to going to shows, and that's where I get the vibe of everyone just hates each other. Mm. Nobody cares. <laughs> Um, I can see that. Man, other venues though. I other than the venues that I've gone to in other states, like on tour that I've really liked. Um, not too many around here, honestly. <laughs> There's not much around here either, is, right. is the other problem. Yeah. Like not only are there the ones that we have, eh, but there's not many. Yeah. Have you ever been to reverb in Reading? Oh man. <laughs> I had an issue with I forgot about reverb. You just brought up some PTSD. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no. Um no, we were there. I was at the show. Um I wasn't playing, but I was there at a show where this band called uh Oh gosh. Man, I'm drawing a blank. I've been up a, a long time. Um Gutter Life. Okay. Gutter Life was there. Gutter Life got harassed. And got a gun pulled on them what? by Reverb Security. What? Because they were in like a back room or something that apparently they weren't allowed in. And the guy was like, get out. Like, you got to leave. Like, you got to get out. We're like, they're like, we're literally a band playing on tonight's show. And they're like, I don't give a F. Get out. Blah, blah, blah. And the security guard grew, uh, drew a gun on him. No way. I'm like, this is how Reverb treats their bands. <laughs> like. Yeah, I, that's the only time I was ever at Reverb. Reverb's weird. They True. do. They yeah. do some. Like, it's weird. They have, like, they host some pretty big shows, especially yeah, Colefest. Like, Mark Cole. Like, Mark Cole's not a bad guy. It was just that security guard. Like, whew. Mm. Um, And, like, they do wrestling and stuff there. Like, right. they, they host wrestling. Reverb is just like a, ah, man, they just, I mean, they do it all, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's good on them. They, they draw a good crowd. Mm-hmm. Depending on what show, but um, there's a venue in Pittsburgh that I can't remember the name of for the life of me. But I played there with He Is We too, and yeah, it's drawing a blank. Hmm. But one a venue in Pittsburgh is a very nice venue. I suggest you all enjoy it. Nice. <laughs> there's um, I think there's like a moose, smiling moose. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was that one. Okay. Yeah, cool. you, drew, you. Yes. Yes, that was a nice venue. I nice. liked playing there. They were nice people. They're nice people up in Pittsburgh. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Depends where you go. 
Downtown Pittsburgh is a good area. Yeah. Weird. Well, I think we covered a good amount of ground. Gosh, yeah. Was a, I feel like I ranted a lot. No, that's good. That's perfect. That's exactly what <laughs> I let it out, you know, man. You need a guest to do. Um, Enjoy the music scene. <laughs> yeah. What What all do you want to tell people, or what all do you, uh, you know, what What all do you want to plug? Where all can we hear you and find you? And oh, Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, it's easy. You just type in "Under the Moon," all one word. It's really the. It's literally the first one that'll pop up. Um, that's another thing I do. Like keep the scene days going mm. band names with all one in all one yep, word yep. um instagram it is uh i believe it's at utm underscore official and i am on youtube under under the moon unfortunately i am not on apple music or spotify or anything like that because i have not paid to uh because you got to pay to get your music on there and yeah. i have not done that yet I also haven't had enough. With the new stuff I'm going to put out, album-wise and stuff, that will be on Spotify and stuff. But until then, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Hmm. And are you still doing your photo stuff? Do you want people to Oh, listen? I mean, um, I am actually a professional photographer as well, which I am much better at. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, called, my the name is Black Ritual, and that is on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I, I believe it's X, Black Ritual X. And then Facebook, it's Black Ritual. You will have to scroll down to the second one because there is a band, a metal band called Black Ritual. Of course. That is the first one that will come up. I didn't know that when I made the name, just a heads up. Uh, But uh, yeah, I do band photography, mostly music photography. I also do portraiture and like throw me a wedding. Man, if anyone out there is getting married, throw me a wedding. I need one of them. But uh, bands, need some good shots. Go check out my portfolio. You'll, You'll enjoy it. Excellent. Sounds good to me. Any uh, last words for the good people hopefully listening this long? <laughs> if you're listening this long, probably go to bed. It's probably, Two. It's probably late at Two, night. You're probably listening. That's what podcasts yeah. are. Yeah. Um, support local musicians. Support local music. That's probably my... Uh, don't do drugs, kids. Dig it. Most dig it. All righty. With that, bid you uh, Alfie's 